Afterlife with Brent and Jeff. I'm back, baby! We are back. Are you excited? I know Brent is. I'm super excited. He's bouncing in his chair. It feels like it's been forever for me. Yeah. So uh, (laughs) I'm just like, lots happened in this break in my life. So I'm just like, whoa. (laughs) So glad to be back for another Alter Life show. That's right. Brent brought the fifth boy (laughs) into the Alter Life realms. It's not my fifth boy, to be clear. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's one-upped me now, and now I have to catch up. (laughs) Yeah, it's your turn. Brent... (laughs) And now can say he has three sons, yep. young Aaron Jackson, born July 3rd. And uh, everybody out there, congratulate, clap, do whatever you want to do. I hear you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I had my own hospital visit while we were gone, but uh, <laughs> that's just me. Well, I'm just a not, drama queen. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get into no, that one, shall we? But uh, just uh, so exciting it's just to think five years Five babies. <laughs> the Alter Life celebrates our five-year anniversary as well tonight, um, September 9th, 2006. So this whole weekend of episode is celebrating our five-year anniversary. So Wow, that's pretty neat. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, I can't believe it's been even five years. Just, yeah. Just uh, what we've seen the Lord um, do in the show and just what we've seen, uh, Lord, just, just being with you, Jeff, and just being able to sit with the word open and just to talk about all the amazing things and the truth in his word is just remarkable to have the opportunity to do that with you for five years. That's just been encouraging and I've grown so much, you know, through yeah. this show and um, just through this ministry and we hope that as you're, as listeners, the same is true. Yeah, I feel like we had the best counselor for the last five years, which was God's Word, and um, just inspired music to listen to, and just, you know, I think this show has allowed Brent and I to grow closer together as believers, but also grow individually as believers, and God, just seeing God work and do things that, you know, we did not think possible when we started and did our first show. So, tonight, speaking of first, we're going to kick off the beginning of a brand new series, which is appropriate Tonight we're going to be starting, it's actually a part two of a series, which we've never done before. We're continuing on. A while back, we had celebrated our 100th episode, and then we began a servanthood series in 1 Timothy with the intention of covering 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, but we just got so much out of it that we had to stop in 1 Timothy. Tonight we're doing 2 Timothy. We're going to begin the You Just Got Served series with the footsteps of a servant. Thanks for listening to us this evening on The Altar Life with Brett and Jeff. And like Jeff said in our previous segment, we are excited to start this new series. What did you call it? What was the topic? You Just Got Served. You Just Got Served. That's <laughs> cool. I didn't remember that you said that. So yeah. <laughs> you made it, made it up and I like it. So um, this first uh, episode tonight, we're going to be kind of delving into first chapter, Second Timothy, and kind of honing in on uh, a few verses, really, probably, just talking about the importance of the legacy that we leave, really, and um, and just thinking about young Tim, <laughs> young little Timmy, tiny Tim, <laughs> uh, and and Paul's um, talking to this young man about, um, you know, the calling that's on his life and um, how that calling manifested itself, and just encouraging him in becoming a servant of Christ and living it out. And that's what the re- the whole um, series is going to be about. But tonight, just kicking off and profiling little Tim. And uh, we're going to get into more of that as we continue. But we've got a lot of great music in store tonight. Um, just looking through the list here. 
amazing stuff. So you want to keep it locked right here. Are you ready for some topic? I am. You just got served. (laughs) That's our topic and our series for the next few weeks. And uh, as Brent had said, we are in 2 Timothy chapter 1. We're going to be looking at verses 2 through 7 tonight. And um, the topic's title is The Footsteps of a Servant. We're really talking about you know how we are led to Christ as well as the legacy that we leave and, and the impression that we leave on those that we come in contact with as servants of Christ. And I, what I like about 2 Timothy, which was a little bit different um, than 1 Timothy as far as our approach to the, ser- the series. The f- our last series was uh, What's Cooking in the Hood series. And we looked at a lot about the characteristics of, of what a servant is and what a servant should look like. This series, we're going to delve a little bit into what a service, what a servant is going to encounter. You know, once we take up that call, you know, just to kind of give you guys a sneak peek, we're going to be looking at, you know, the distractions of a servant, the warning of a servant, you know, um, being faithful as a servant. There's a couple different things that it's more, you know, once we recognize what a servant is, what do we do with that? So it's really a great um, continuation, if you will, from where we left off. And we'll. We'll bust open some scripture right now. Um, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. A typical introduction from Paul, um, and um, he moves on and says, I thank God, whom I serve uh, with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, without ceasing. And he skips down, he says, when I call to remembrance, I... I'm filled with joy, the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. And that's kind of what we're looking at here is Paul's joy that Timothy is full of faith and it, it was passed down from his mother and from his grandmother and having that legacy in his family is just an impressive thing, especially in these times where, you know, this is all new, if you think about it, the church of God. And, um, you know, it's... It's, he's encouraging Timothy to not let it die out in him, like <laughs> to let the name live on. So anyway, I just hogged that whole segment from Brent, but we'll hear from him <laughs> next time. <laughs> so stay tuned. Just want to thank you for listening this evening. We've got a great topic here. Timothy, little Tim. I love when Paul just addresses him in verse two, to Timothy, a beloved son. You just, this whole like first chapter, you just see the love of Paul. You know, and it's interesting because He's talking about a legacy, and he's talking about um, the mom and the grandma of Tim and how he's invested. But how much is Paul invested in Tim's life? Um, and just encourage him in the Lord. Verse 1, you know, we kind of we read through that real quickly, but I love Paul addresses himself, and I love what he throws in there, by the will of God. Because what Paul's really doing in this first chapter is he's just re-emphasizing the call on Tim Timothy's life, you know. Timothy was called for a purpose, and Paul saw that purpose. And, um, you know, Paul's kind of relating that to his own experience, saying that he's an apostle called by the will of God, according to the promise of life. Like, there's no doubt in our minds that we're called as servants. You know, if if you know Christ tonight, um, or if you don't, you're being called. We all have a calling. God set that apart for us. Um, And we have a responsibility to walk in those things, you know. The, um, the Bible says that you know the calling of the Lord is something that He's preordained and destined for us. That we have our we just walk in the footsteps of what that is, you know. And 
Um, so Timothy is just encouraging him in that, going, look, you know, you were called. Look at your the legacy of your family. You know, look at the your mom and your grandmother, and, and they were lovers of Jesus, and they were definitely called out. And I'm persuaded. I love he says that I'm persuaded that you have the same calling, Tim. You know, and he's going to go on and he's going to encourage him about persecution and lots of different areas, but. He's starting off just by putting this in perspective. Like, this isn't, like, per chance. There's no chance about this calling. Like, this is a definite, God-ordained, you've been called for a purpose, you know. And then he's going to go on and challenge him on what that really should look like in his life. And as he's experiencing, like Jeff said, different things of being a servant and how to get through some of those trials, some of those things that get thrown at us as servants of Christ— that's the foundation we have to stand in, you know, that we have been called for a purpose and we can be completely confident in the promise of life that Paul was called to, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus Christ is the rock that we can stand in in that situation. And that's just no matter where we're at tonight in our calling and being obedient to the call that's been placed on our lives by Jesus, you can be confident that. Um, that is a rock. That is a sure thing that you can stand in as you move forward in your life. That was Sometimes You Can Forget Who You Are by FM Static. And you know what? I'm sure you've forgotten who we are because it's been a while. Now, for you guys, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't even know it wasn't new episode all those times that we were listening. But yeah, we had quite a few repeats playing there, but it was for a good cause. And we'd love to get in touch with you. So why don't you check us out online? So Jeff's phone number is... Two one five. <laughs> Just kidding. No, that's fine. Um, why don't you check us out on Facebook? We like to post stuff on there. We try to keep uh, keep you in touch with what episodes are coming up, and um, you can also follow us on Twitter, which um, I think you really should. It would, it would be really good for you to do that. We promise. And uh, you can request a song by going on our website www.thealterlife.com. We love to hear from our fans. We like to. Yep. To, to, talk, to email back and forth and to build that camaraderie. And if more people followed us on Twitter, then we might feel more compelled to say things on it. That's true. <laughs> true. We are unbelievable. The Ultra. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, that was Give Until There's Nothing Left by Reliant K. And it's time for our unbelievable segment. A fresh new unbelievable for our new Servanthood series. And uh, tonight, Brent, you have a great, unbelievable topic that you'd like to share with the rest of us. Yeah, well, I was just thinking, you know, we, we had a long break with the Altar Life, kind of a summer break, if you will. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, we're have we've coming into the fall, so we're all coming out of that summer, you know, hazy, lazy days of yeah. summer. And, uh, man, how, how cool is it to come out of that just going in back into your normal routine, you know? Like... I remember just being in school and coming out of school, like, I couldn't wait to get to the summer. Like, oh, I can't wait to get out of this, you know, prison. <laughs> and then you get to the end of the summer, you're like, yeah, I've done the summer thing for a while. It kind of yeah. would be nice to get back into a little bit of school, you know. And then, you know, even when you're out on vacation, if you, vacations are always too short. But, you know, if you yeah. had like a two-month or three-month vacation, you'd be like, you know, I'm kind of tired of sitting around doing nothing. It's like, true. I want to get back into, you know the normal routine of life. And I just think there's just an unbelievable feeling about the change. You know, it's not necessarily we don't like one thing or the other, but there's just a change. And it's like, oh, a change. That's yeah. awesome. It's energizing. <laughs> I think it's our nature as human beings to constantly be looking for, like, the next thing. Right. So it's like, like oh. I know I look forward to my vacation, like, all year. And then by the time it's over, like you said, you're kind of like, 
Like, yeah. I just like to be in my own bed, my own house. You know, right. I just kind of. That's why I like to have like one vacation and one staycation, because it's <laughs> nice to like not have to go to work, but you're still like in the comforts of your own home. But then you you're kind of like, well, if you like your job, you're like, all right, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm rested. I'm ready to go back to work. Yeah. And, you know, when I was a kid, I'm the exact opposite. I, I never wanted school to start again. But that's why Brent graduated high school at 16, and I didn't. But <laughs> Brent's that's a genius. True. Yeah. That's why he works. Or a nerd. For who Either he one. works for, and I work for who I work for. <laughs> McDonald's. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no offense to all you that work for McDonald's out there. Um, but is it for me, it, it's definitely different because there is that... You know, you, you don't have that huge three months off like you did when you were a kid. So that when you get a change, it's like, oh, this is refreshing. Nice. This is nice. You know, but you're ready for it to go back. You get comfortable in your routine so that you don't want to, like, defer from it for too long. You want to come back to it. And yeah, it's a nice feeling. I think that's why I'm really happy to be back with the Ultra Life. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Toby Mack to kick off Hour 2. Before that, you heard Reckless Youth by Pillar. And who knows, maybe Timothy would have been a reckless youth if it wasn't for Lois and Eunice. <laughs> I like how it's kind of like, not well, Eunice isn't like a current name, but like 1940s, mm-hmm. you know, but like it's in this century almost. And like in the midst of like Ifophanes and like Marginese and like all these weird names, and it's like <laughs> Timothy, Paul, Lois. It, you know, it just sounds it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's not interesting to you at all. But isn't it funny how some names translated to two thousand years later and others did not? Still relevant. Yeah, I think later on we'll see in Second Timothy, he says, um, <laughs> Phygelus and Hermogenes. <laughs> They're two guys that he's like, you you got to get away from them. They're not good guys, as as told by their name. Uh, yeah. I think it's actually, actually at the end of chapter one, so maybe we'll get to it next week. If someone ever said their name was that, I'd be skeptical. Yeah, Phygelus. Jealous much, Phygelus? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Um, we are in the first chapter of Second Timothy as we begin. If you're just tuning in now, welcome. This is The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff, and we are beginning a brand new series, You Just Got Served. Another look at servanthood from Second Timothy here with the altar life with Brent and Jeff. You know we continue on. You know Timothy, uh, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God, the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. But he says, "I thank God, whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did. As without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day." And um, you know, as we talk about, we're talking about how important it is to tonight to to leave this legacy of. Um, just like Lois and Eunice did with Timothy, just like I'm finding Paul did with Timothy, you know, one of the things that was probably monumental is the amount of prayer that Paul invested in Tim. <laughs> you know, we kind of skim over that and go, well, he prayed for a lot of people, right? But, I mean, that was what made his his um, ministry effective was, for Paul was, man, he would just lay out prayers for Tim, Timothy, knowing, and imagine if, Paul was would kind of pull you aside and was like, you know, we have a lot of respect for the Apostle Paul, right? Um, if Apostle Paul was here today, he's like, Jeff, I pray for you day and night that God's will will be done in your life. He'd be like, whoa, like that's heavy, right? Coming from someone who you respect in the Lord, if someone, if that person says, I'm praying for you constantly, 
you start thinking twice about how you're li- you're living your own life, right? It's like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I'm worthy of all your prayers. Stop praying. Um, you start checking yourself, and there's a sobriety to that that I think um, had to have been an encouraging thing for Timothy to know that the Apostle Paul was praying for him night and day. Yeah, um, tonight's episode, the title is The Footsteps of a Servant, and just in, in, in trying to come up with a, a title just to kind of tie all the episodes together, it just kind of stuck out to me, you know, how Paul is in, in, encouraging Timothy to follow in the footsteps of his grandmother and his mother and himself, obviously, but also to use the gift that's in him to then, you know, prepare the footsteps for the next person right. and the people that he's going to come in contact with. And we'll see that throughout Second Timothy as he's saying, he's kind of given him a game plan and we'll see it in, in, in episode three when he starts, when he talks about training like a soldier and, and, there's just such great word pictures in this book that I'm really excited to get to. And it, it lent itself easily to a series because there's so many practical applications from what Paul is encouraging Timothy to do as a servant of God. And, um, you know, he's he's saying, you know, you're going to, you're going to encounter these different things as a servant of God. Here's the steps that you need to walk in to stay sure-footed. I'm just sitting here thinking about position that Timothy's in and trying to relate that to my own life. You know, I grew up, I had Christian parents, Christian grandparents, and, you know, I would say that they invested a lot of things into my life, you know, and and kind of set my life on a course um, to where I felt like, you know what, being a Christian was, you know, part of what our family did, you know, like that was the legacy that I had to continue and um, I didn't have to, but that's kind of where I felt like my home was. And um, some of us don't have that legacy, you know. We're first-generation Christians in our family, and we, we, um, you know, we're the first ones in our family trying this out, and that's cool too. But there are people that probably God has put around us to encourage us in those things and to lead us down the path of what does it look like to be a servant. And those people are to be cherished, aren't they? They're so valuable in our lives. And uh, you know, I was just thinking too, we we tend to cheapen our call, don't we? Like we we have all this calling that the Lord has put on our lives and we, you know, in some cases we have really experienced Christians or people, patriarchs of faith that are in our lives praying for us like Paul and we've got, in some cases we have that surrounding us but you know, we look at our own life and go, man I'm not doing any of that, like I'm just I'm just a kid, I'm just, you know I I don't even know what I'm doing with my life, like I feel lost and you know and it's it's one of those things where we can simply cheapen our our calling and go well you know because God hasn't put me in this place yet I must not be called to very much you know but that's not true like it's a process it continues on Tim here he's a beloved son he's young but you know what he's gonna no doubt go out and impact a lot of people in his life and um you know he's at that pivotal point where he's probably looking at himself going I'm scared there's a lot of persecution around. You know, who knows what I'm called to? And, you know, Paul's encouraging him, and look, you're called. This is like God's ordained this. This is God's behind this. This isn't anyone of man's idea. This is God's idea. So God's not going to cheapen his call for your life. Why should you, you know? And, um, man, it just encourages us to realize that we're in a we're in a story bigger than one that we could even think to write. And, uh, man, we have, a, we have a place in that, and it's exciting because what is God going to do? You know, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, he encourages him. That's yeah, very astute. 
Brent encourages him in verse 6. He says, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We see that in in the two books of Timothy. It seems like Timothy's like a timid, timidity. (laughs) He has timidity and his name is Timothy. Uh, Paul's kind of constantly, you know, saying, come on, let's go. Let's do this. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear. God has given you this gift. It's he. We, we get the same way. Like Brent said, we have all these things at our disposal, all these resources, all these people that God's placed in our lives or experiences that he's cultivated in our lives. And he's like, come on, let's go. Let's move. You know, we have so much to offer the next generation. And that's what this next song, A Guilty Pleasure, is about. I couldn't help myself, people. Hope you enjoy the song for him for future generations. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Give What You've Got by Delirious. And that's what Paul's encouraging Timothy. He's like, listen, you have a great mom, a great grandma, a great Gigi, <laughs> Gigi Lois, and Mommy Eunice. Um, you know, a lot of people, like we said, don't have that. You, you're the you're the, the Lois in your family. You're the Eunice. You're, you're, you're first, you're second generation Christians. And we see this problem in our our current culture is the more generations of Christians there are, the less likely they are to use the gifts that God has given them because we take it for granted. And and Paul sees that, you know, Timothy essentially is a third generation believer as we would interpret this. And he's like, don't, you know, don't get comfortable. You know, we see the people that, you know, our, our grandmother, she got saved and, you know, she was living in the great depression or whatever it was. And, you know, and then she, she raised your parents and then your parents you just are surrounded in the bubble of Christianity you go to a Christian school you've never touched the world and you get comfortable you get lazy because you're like eh, you know I got my Christianese me and God we're on like Donkey Kong and uh, <laughs> but there's so much for us to do beyond just our cozy comfortable Christian life you know there are steps that God has prepared for us to walk in as a servant and there's gifts that he's given us and talents that he's that we possess that are from him to use for his kingdom. And he's, Paul encourages Timothy and also in turn encourages us to use those things that God has placed in our lives. You're listening to The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was The Elms' Real Men Cry. I cry, Jeff, do you? I do. Not yeah. as often as I should. If you're a faithful all-time listener, you know Jeff cries the video montages. <laughs> That's so. right. I love that. See, this is funny, like... I feel like when we we come together after a break or a hiatus, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's like we're starting all over again, yep. but we have all this like backlog history. of history and we can like pull from it. And it's like, yes, the, solid, memorable the, moments. The, the of faith, the altar life. Yeah. The altar life vault. As we we have a legacy for, for ourselves <laughs> that we've made for ourselves. Yeah. So we can pull from and ourselves. For the two people that maybe have heard that episode when and you, still listen. When you're not creative, you need material to pull from. So like, that's what we need. We yeah. need our own material to pull from. Anyway. Uh, this topic has been great this this evening and just you know to kind of recap where we've been just such a, a blessing those people in our lives that that have been a legacy that have given us a legacy you know how treasured those people are to us where we've actually been able to see living out loud uh, a model of what a servant looks like that we've been able to look at and go you know what I want to be more like that person you know and that person's really a reflection of Jesus ultimately what you're saying is I want to be like Jesus. And, um, but it's nice to have those people that live it out so you can kind of see that, you know, even if we don't, you don't have that today in your life, 
you know, you have the word. All the people that have been documented in the word of God that have lived out loud for Christ, you know, we have that that we can pull from, which is really the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the word of God. We, you know, Brent and I are lucky. We, we grew up with, you know, just a great church body, parents that love the Lord. Um, you know, my mom, it wasn't a choice that, that I had to make necessarily. I mean, obviously I chose to, I choose to live the way I live, but my mom, you know, kudos to her. She modeled Christianity in a real way. I saw the flaws, but I also saw the praise and the, you know, the applause of Jesus and how important he was to her. And she really made it more attractive than living out in the world. And obviously I saw, you know, on other sides of my family and, and, you know, with the divorce and everything saw the alternative and it wasn't in a good light. So, you know, between put those things together and it really made me want to live the way God calls us to live. And, uh, you know, I'm not perfect. I, I, this challenges me to, to use the gifts that God's given me greater for greater purposes than I am now. Um, you know, more legitimate, you know, service of God. And, uh, and ultimately realize that we have a calling, yeah. you know, that God has given us and to not cheapen that, yeah. to live that out loud. So all good stuff. Looking forward to when this, this uh, series continues. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Yeah.